what is really going on there is that he's he and his secretary of state a guy called pietro perlin this cardinal who was really been brokering the china vatican alliance he's uh, going to be there as well and they're basically signing an agreement to provide funding for china to take over the the uh, north american economy over the next five to ten years they're they're already on the way to do that but vatican bank is underwriting that it's also going to be accompanied on on the night of july 23rd with uh, an, a sacrificial ritual somewhere in along the highway of tears in northern bc where all the native people go missing right that way so the reality is that china is funding the civil war in america between the democrats and republicans they stoke up the most emotional conflictual issue possible on abortion and they get them to tear each other apart both parties are working with with the new global order Quick update on the Govi gas-saving tablets before we get into the show. They're just starting to send out the tablets, and we're getting the first reviews starting to come in. And I have two of them that I want to share with you here. I have one from Eric River Stein. He says, he says, I don't typically believe the hype about products, but this is pretty substantial. I noticed an improvement in performance during the first tank and then dirt this during the second tank he got 22.8 average miles per hour on his first one and then after he put in govi he got 35.4 miles per hour that's pretty substantial and then i have another one from michelle and she said i just realized something since using govi it's like buying two tanks of gas and i get one free i was getting about 325 miles to a tank of gas my first tank with Govi, I got an additional 133 miles. My second, I got an additional 168 miles. She says that's 300 extra miles with two tanks. That's almost a full tank of gas for free, minus the cost of the tablets. Uh, pretty much this is what I believe everybody's going to start seeing. I am waiting to get reviews from my own listeners, but I am really excited because this is coming in and people really can save some money. If you too want to learn how to save money on gas, there is a link below for Govi. It's, it's govi, G-O-V-V-I dot com slash go slash help me save. And the link is below. And if you want to help promote it, I encourage you to because we really need to get the word out and help people save money and have extra funds for food and other things as this inflation just keeps skyrocketing. Okay, let's get to the show. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Kevin Annett coming back to the program. He has some pretty important intel to share based on the Vatican backing the Chinese CCP taking over North America. If you want to know where this power structure is coming from, the money is completely behind them. And we know this. We see it. The World Economic Forum has talked about it. Klaus Schwab says that that's where they want their uh, worker bees from because they have been beaten down their train. They're like a broken horse and they obey authority. And we don't do that here. And I, you know, I guess that's a badge of honor that we're not broken and we're not going to obey authority. And not all the Chinese are either. And that's why they're leaving the ones that have escaped. And then they're horrified that this is going on because they're seeing it infiltrate here and they really want freedom. So those of you who see Chinese here, most of those people 
unless they're infiltrators, but the majority of them want freedom and like the way we live our lives here and want to maintain that. They probably understand freedom more than most Americans do. That being said, this is a great conversation with Kevin Annett about what's really going on when it comes to China. We talk about many things and we get in some deep discussions about where his spirituality is going and just how we can overcome the trauma and the hard times that we're living in. For those of you who don't know Kevin Annett, he is an ordained minister and he fought back against the church and became a whistleblower, specifically when it came to the Native American boarding schools and the fact that over 50% of those poor little kids were killed at those boarding schools and the horrific kinds of abuse that they underwent. But he also has been blowing the whistle on the ritual sexual abuse going on in the church and with Pope Francis. And he was very much a catalyst. Him and his tribunal court, they had an international tribunal court and they got the last pope to step down. And well, we think it's their pressure that did. It was the international pressure and the the whistleblowing that he did. So he's an amazing person. There's a documentary out that I have on my site about him. And you can see more information if you search Kevin Annett and get his background. But if you can go to his website and his books, he has so many books, get his books and read about his background. You will be really impressed. He's been nominated for three Nobel Peace Prizes, which he will never win because it's against the people who give out those awards. Uh, unfortunately, they don't probably don't realize that they are backed by people who are just ugly but that's the the way it works. How did Barack Obama win the Peace Prize for just being who he was? He didn't do anything yet. Anyways, this is a great show, so I hope you share it far and wide. And I also want to talk about the Govi gas tablets. Um, people should be getting those by now. It's the end of the week. Some people are getting them on the 18th. So everyone should have them within a few days here. They said, I said they were going to get them by the end of the week. They're actually going to ship them by the end of the week. So everything's being, has been shipped out. We're just waiting for the last people to get them. I really want to hear reviews from people. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing. I'm hearing amazing views from others, but I want to see the reality for my listeners. I also want to tell you the snake oil, which is a one-time investment for your car. It's like a hundred dollars unless you're an Ebonier member. People are giving me rave reviews on this. People are saving 28, 32% on gas mileage. I really highly recommend you look into that as well. You can join a forum. If it scares you, join a forum, ask people, get really good reviews. I just think it's such a great thing for people to do. I hate the name snake oil, but it really is legit. The reviews are coming in really good from my own listeners. So uh, it's very trustworthy, but join a forum. If you don't trust it, ask questions. I'm on a mission to save people money so they can buy food. So anyways, uh, go to my website, sign up for my newsletter, and let's get into this amazing conversation with Kevin Annett. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for joining the program again. This is a special day for you. So first of all, I want to say congrats on your 30-year anniversary of your mission. Yeah, I call it the 30 years war. It's, as a matter of fact, it's as long as the Vietnam War from 1945 to 75, to put it into perspective. Uh, oh, so it's going to be longer. <laughs> I know, just maybe it's the first 30 years, put it that way. 
Well, I, I want to, one thing I want to dive into, and I know you are, uh, you ran in, you're, you're a priest, right? You're a reverend by, by training and you dove into the Christian world and then you ran up against evil with inside the church. But during this 30 year battle, did it make you even more connected to God during this process? I'd say sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, you know, how we interpret what goes on in our life. I know that something within me that it wasn't there before was present, that inner strength, that awareness, that ability to carry on. And I think people find that when they go through trauma, you either collapse or you get stronger. So I had that experience, but I never equated religion with God in the first place. I always knew that churches were man-made institutions who are really threatened by the teachings of Christ when you come down to it. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people have talked about that, but having lived it is very different than just having an idea about it, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of the big things that are going on. You are making waves in Canada, and I know that throughout these 30 years, you've created a lot of enemies, but that's a good thing because the enemies are, are our enemies, right? I mean, it's just you become aware of them. But one big thing is happening, and you've been targeting the Pope. The first Pope you guys did a trial on, and, and was a, you were a big catalyst at him leaving office, which seems like he's still in office, but behind the scenes. I don't really know what's going on there. But Pope Francis is another one that you're targeting because he's, I mean, frankly, he's an evil person masquerading as somebody who's supposedly loving, and he's not because we know he does child sacrifice and does a whole bunch of bizarre rituals he is meeting with the chinese in canada now can you tell me what that means the first trip they didn't do because they were worried about getting arrested now they have something planned can you talk about that well as a matter of fact the first time it wasn't only the threat of arrest that was coming from us and some of the native groups that were allied with the Catholic bishops themselves in Canada didn't want him to come because there's a big power struggle between the old Ratzinger boys and the new world order faction in the church around Bergoglio. And, uh, and, and so it was a political difference as well. They didn't want him coming, but now if you remember, they brought over these puppet Indian chiefs to Rome and they were even Joe Biden went over there because the, the bigger picture here is the Vatican bank is underwriting the Chinese of the world. Uh, that's one of the reasons he's going to Prince Rupert to meet them a day before he starts the, you know, this farcical public relations tour to quote, apologize for genocide in Canada. Um, you know, what is really going on there is that he's, he and his secretary of state, a guy called Pietro Perlin, this cardinal who was really being brokering the China Vatican Alliance. He's uh, gonna be there as well. And they're basically signing an agreement to provide funding for China to take over the, the uh, North American economy over the next five to 10 years. They're, they're already on the way to do that, but Vatican Bank is underwriting that. That's why Joe Biden went over to Rome to, and fawned all over him to try to convince him not to do it. But that's, you know, this whole trip to Canada about the residential school supposedly is really the camouflage and smokescreen behind which this meeting is going to occur. And um, it's also going to be accompanied on, on the night of July 23rd with, uh, an, a sacrificial ritual somewhere in along the highway of tears in northern BC where all the native people go missing. If you draw a, a line between Prince Rupert where he's meeting the Chinese and Edmonton where he's doing his first public appearance, it's a straight line. 
and it goes right through the territories where a lot of horrible stuff still happens to native families being forced off their land by Chinese and RCMP death squads to get the liquid natural gas for China. I mean, we've documented all of this, you know, at murderbydecree.com. But so, um, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of the bigger thing going on. Well, that's incredible. And now you were saying that uh, Biden was actually trying to get him not to do this. Everybody believes that Biden is completely captured by the Chinese and, and the World Economic Forum. So what do you think, based on what you know, what is his role in, does he, I don't understand why he would even try to stop it, but go ahead. Well, don't forget, like, it's like when you're in court, when you're in court, the lawyers pretend to be fighting each other and then they get together and, and their objective is to milk both clients for as much money and they get together and work out deals. Politicians are no different. Most of them are trained as lawyers. Um, and so they operate that way. So the reality is that China is funding the civil war in America between the Democrats and Republicans. They stoke up the most emotional, conflictual issue possible on abortion and they get them to tear each other apart. Both parties are working with, with the new global order. Uh, China, Russia, America, their elites really don't have different opinions. They're creating this thing we call the corporatocracy. It has nothing to do with governments. It's this new global power. And China's spearheading it because their political system is perfectly adapted to it. You have that old Confucian Mandarin notion of the emperor and everybody else obeys him. No dissent, no common law, no none of the Western traditions. You know, uh, it's it, it's they're kind of midwife in this new global society into being. So politicians have to create the appearance that you know that they say what people need to hear. They play to their base, but you know the reality is these guys are all playing the game. They're all working to help the Chinese take over with Vatican money, right? Well, that's just awful to hear that. But you, you know, Klaus Schwab said that they want the Chinese attitude because they're more passive and they'll do what essentially what they want them to do. I mean, he just says that in his book. It's not, he's not hiding it. Right. So, but there's a lot of evidence to show that those two factions are fighting with each other. I mean, it's people. So everybody wants power. Do you believe they're fighting with each other or do you think it's theater? It's both. I mean, there are differences that happen. That's one of the reasons Ratzinger stepped down because, uh, you know, the whole thing that happened in, in 2013 when he resigned was the Spanish government told him that if he came to Spain, he could face arrest. Well, what was behind that was that the Spanish were working with the guy who calls himself Pope Francis now, Jorge Bergoglio. They were levering Ratzinger out of power to allow Bergoglio in. And they were using our evidence, you know, to do that. Um, and so it really replaced one faction of the Vatican with another, and they have that tension, definitely. So uh, I, I just mean, in a larger sense, it's the same system operating. And, um, you know, it, it, people tend to look at one scale of the dragon and not the whole beast. And we, we need to do that in this case, and, and always, right? I look at Fox News like uh, Tucker Carlson, and he's so divisive um, that I think that that is the example of what you're talking about because I know he's captured and because of all the evidence I've seen and all he's trying to do is make everybody hate each other. Right. Well, that's how people, a few rule the many by getting everyone to fight each other. And, you know, like America right now, all of these reports of these, these killings and everything, it keeps everyone at a high level of tension and they can't use their mind. They can't reason this thing out. 
Americans got to join hands across all the divisions and say, look, that's right. China's taking over the country. Patriots have to unite to stop that. And it's not about governments or political parties. It's about that common law republic unity at the base among people. That's what we're trying to encourage all the time and, and work to set up, right? Well, yeah. And, and you know, that some of the things that make you angry against the other side isn't really the other side. It's the, the globalist screwing with them i mean yeah there might be extremes on on both sides but the majority of the people aren't that way this isn't really what it is Mm -hmm. and so they're riling you up based on the most extreme of uh, that they're making up it's not yeah people go ahead people are going to turn off people are going to turn off the tv and the internet and, and just join hands again with each other i mean every time i'm down in america i find amazingly helpful people and great people i yes. worked with people in pennsylvania when the people in pennsylvania passed a local home rule charter to stop uh poisonous wastewater fracking you know dumped on their land um it was republicans and democrats they did it together they set up a local law that said you can't dump toxic waste on our land and they they you know they won they they defeated the province the pennsylvania government and it's energy company and the Supreme Court, they all had to back down because it was right in the constitution that Americans can govern themselves locally and nullify laws they don't agree with. That was an amazing example of unity. If we could do that all over the country, we wouldn't have a problem, right? That's right. We wouldn't have a problem if we could unify. And that's what we need to do more than anything is to unify. Now you got this Pope Francis, who's absolutely evil. I, I can't, I mean, the fact that they're planning human sacrifices of little children makes them absolutely evil. I don't know what other way to describe them. So what are the people they're doing? I mean, you. one thing that I read in your email is that you've been trying to get people to understand this for years and they, people just will not, if they do understand it, they won't do anything about it. They just kind of yawn at the, that's what you said, they yawn at it. What Pretty do much. you, yeah, why do you think so many people are, not willing to fight this people tend to uh not fight something unless it affects them personally that's just human beings are like that we're very kind of local and family based in our thinking uh but the other thing is don't forget the quote pope and the word of course means papa or father you see it's all designed to, to appeal to people's fear of authority and the parental figure you know, when he makes his gestures, it's interesting, the psychological programming going on, because it's the raised hand of the parent. If you don't do what I say, bang, you get hit. Um, and, and that's not just in Catholics. Atheists I speak, spoke to uh, often say, well, are you sure you should protest at churches? Well, churches are the biggest cover for these crimes in human history, right? And we know that Catholic churches kill more people than any power in the world. Yet, why does somebody have to go around in a white robe all the time? Obviously, it's to cover something, right? That's um, ridiculous. And so it, it's that psychological control they have, but they have billions of dollars. You know, they can buy anything and anyone, um, you know, but that's limited because they, they're in, in, frankly, they're in kind of a panic mode right now uh, because they know that if this Vatican financing of the Chinese doesn't come off, their whole new business relationship with them is, is threatened. And it's all about dollars and cents, follow the money. This is what it's all about. But the ninth circle sacrificial rituals going on, this is a vampiric organization that feeds off the vital energy of people. It's satanic in that sense, right? Comes from the Roman empire. I mean, 
July 23rd and 24th, when they're doing the next ninth circle ritual, the 23rd and 24th of every month, that tends to be when these Vatican rituals carry on, because it goes back to these old Roman rites that happened where they sacrificed animals and children for the crops. And for some reason, that those days of the month are ritual, sacrificial ritual high points. So it's just repeating what's been going on for thousands of years. And when we say to people in Canada, you got to stop this, we've been leading this, but people get to a certain point, and even the native people who suffered from this, they go so far, and then they're not willing to take the next step. Was, yeah, you got to arrest the guy. you got to throw him in jail. He's a convicted war criminal. Just read the common law court documents and trial as recently as January 15th on the guy. It's all there, and people are armed to do that. They, they've got the warrants. The police have to stand down lawfully. Uh, they've got to help arrest this guy. And yet, um, you know, we find that it, it doesn't happen because of that programming and fear and they're waiting to see somebody else. If it works and somebody else has done it successfully, then they'll they'll try it. But we find that all over, right? Well, I think the psyop of this is so strong. It's it's so effective. They use charities, the church in this case, because it's the last place people mentally think that they would use because it's the opposite of what the church teaches. It's like the human trafficking organizations are used as the basis for you know, their operations a lot of times. And what they do is they take down their competition. So, right. you know, it makes it, they have a cover by doing that. Yeah, well, in terms of the teachings too, like, don't forget, they're saying that child killing is, is a good thing. God took his own son and tortured him to death and killed him on a cross and his blood is going to save you. That's satanic thinking. They say the blood of the innocent will give you new life. That's what they do in a satanic ritual, which is very similar to the Catholic mass. It says feed off. Don't forget, a Catholic believes that the communion is his literal body and the wine is his literal blood and you're cannibalizing. it. Okay, so that gets well, that gets programmed. That gets programmed. That's why they came down on us Protestants so hard for all the years, because we say, no, it's not his literal blood. It's a symbol of something spiritual. But they say, no, it's literal because it's a, it's a satanic, cannibalistic, thousand-year-old organization, 2,000 years old, that's based on that whole, you know, Roman tradition of conquering and destroying the weak and absorbing their energy. I mean, that's, it, it, it's just the same old system playing itself out, right? Well, let me ask you, okay, do they have, uh, it, they're, they're not dumb people. So why would they sacrifice innocent people? children and still believe believe that's a, a way to get power i mean what are they getting how are they justifying that when you traumatize people at a young age it's the best way to control them that's why child killing is not a crime really like genocide it's a tool of state it's a tool of the church over thousands of years governments want people traumatized at a young age that's why in canada the the mandatory sentence for child rape is only six months oh my god you know? Uh, you know, because it's not a crime in practice. It's how people control a few, control a many. And if you know your child can be grabbed at any point by the state, by the band council, which happens all the time in the native world, you're going to play the game. You're going to go along. You don't want your children grabbed. So it's that. That's one of the reasons to keep people aligned. But again, it's energetic. It's energy vampirism. And, you know, they believe children are born evil. Don't forget. Oh, jeez. Original sin. Okay. You know, it, it's, it's crazy because, you know, when I, I, I delivered both my children, 
There they are. Actually, that was the day that we arrived in Port Alberni 30 years oh, ago that's today. that's awesome. There's okay. me and my wife and little Eleanor, in the, who was born a week before, and Claire. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the church mass. That's the way it was. And that's how it started. It was totally naive. And <laughs> part of the problem, you know, part <laughs> of that system, but I got woken up over by having enough wax, right? Yeah, well, we're all kind of waking up here and it's it's a traumatic experience, right? I mean, it, this is yeah. trauma and you, people are fearful to make that next step because they, they do have families and they do have, a, and, and a lot of people do. And then they also have a hard time. They think they can fix the system that we do have instead right. of destroying it and taking it all down. And when you destroy it, what are we going to have left? And, you know, so there's a, there's a lot going on right. here right well it's, it's like what i went through is i could never imagine that Anne, the church would have gone to Anne and offered to pay for divorce and she went along with it because she was operating out of her own fear her own unresolved abuse and they appealed to that they went to her counselor and got information on her and they knew what buttons to press in her oh right? gosh and it was horrible it was evil and yet she was so caught up in fear i i would say to her when she went and, and the church paid for her divorce, actually, United Church. I said to her, let's work this out. And she was so afraid. Suddenly, I became the enemy. It's called um, transference, where you can't face your own trauma. So you transfer that pain and hatred onto a safe target. They knew exactly that. And that's what she did. Suddenly, in her mind, I became the enemy overnight. It's psychological warfare. And um, she got the children. It, it destroyed my life. That's how you deal with whistleblowers. You take their family. Uh, away you take away their livelihood but it just made me even angrier and more determined that's what they didn't realize that the more they did this to me the more determined i became and that happens with a few people right yeah uh, a few people yeah a few people yeah. they they can't mess with because those people are going to fight no matter what and that they don't know what to do with those people that's right yeah. but that's why i say did you get more connected to god because it's almost like you're put on this time on this earth for this specific fight in this period of time. Yeah. I found that out, Sarah. I found that my real purpose. I knew that, you know, after a while, the, the, the shades fell away from my eyes and I saw, okay, you know, it's almost this hidden hand. I, I would try to retrain at the university that got blocked. I would try to get another job that got blocked. And I kept getting these messages saying, no, Kevin, stay on this path, right? You'll be helped. You may be blacklisted, but people will come and support you. Like when I had my kidney operation, People all over the world started donating money because they believe in this. They, they, they may not be able to do it themselves, but they want to back what I'm doing. And I find that everywhere. You've got to have that faith. And yeah, of course, it, 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 it's, it's uh, God intervening in our lives in ways that initially seem really horrible. But in the long run, you say, OK, this was for a higher purpose. Right? Well, and you have a, a level of courage that is uncommonly. I mean, it's just not normal. And that comes from a higher place. It does. I mean, there's something that there's something different and it comes from a higher place and it's very pure and loving. And that's not what people are used to. You know, you're, you're fighting for the yeah. weak. I mean, isn't that what we're taught? But you're living the, the life that you said you were going to live. You had integrity. You became a reverend and you said, this is my life. I have to live it. And then when you ran into a, a adversity, you're like, well, I can't abandon what I believe. No, but any moral person would do that. You see a child being harmed, 
you help them. You see anyone, my uncle Bob, who died in World War II, his destroyer was torpedoed in the English Channel. He was in the water and he gave his life jacket to a drowning man. And then he drowned. And people say, well, poor Bob, he was only 19. Why would he do that? Well, if you've got a guy drowning in the water next to you, what else are you going to do? you got to help the person who, you know, that's just being human. And I think that what the reason courage seems unusual is because so many of us are in a state of traumatization, but our natural state is to be courageous and giving to one another. We're born to cooperate and help each other. How do you think we've survived millions of years? That's but, right. So we're kind of, I, I want to use my example all the time to show people that sleeping giant is within you too. We are our own heroes. That has to, the only things way things are going to change is if we come in contact with that and allow that to express itself, right? And that's the most sacred thing that a person can do. Well, and you also learned you didn't know you just knew this inherently that there's the Aborigines, the Indians, which you taught me, Indian is a great term, and maybe we should cover that again because that's a psyop in itself. But they're people like us, and there's no difference. And their spirit is, I mean, I, you just inherently knew this. And I feel like I inherently know that their spirit is us. So why are we even having these? I don't even understand why we would be hurting these people. Well, you know, you know, money, there's a lot of explanations why the genocide happens. But I mean, what you mentioned about Indian. In, in Christopher Columbus's journal, he referred to the people in the Caribbean and indigenous people when he first contacted them, 1492, 1493, he referred to them as in Dios, which in Spanish and Latin originally means of God. Yeah. It didn't mean what the later interpretation was, oh, they thought they were in India. No, that was to cover the fact that Christopher Columbus said, look, these guys are people of God. They don't, an example was they cut their hands on his sword because they didn't know what a weapon was. You know, the people, the Caribs and the Arawaks and the others in the Caribbean, you know, yeah, they didn't understand what I meant to fight each other. Right. And I know from talking to the Huron and the Mohawks and others in Canada, their early records of their elders are saying, we don't understand these Europeans because they're all slaves of one another. No one can tell another man what to do or another woman. You know, we are we govern ourselves like we're in equality and freedom. That's what Canada means in our republic. Right. People sit as one around the council fire. Nobody's over anybody else. You know, we got to get back to that indigenous. Our roots are in that way of living and thinking, right? Well, some people think that that was part of the Tartarian Empire and that the Tartarian Empire was, was big in that area as well. And that was a base of, of, of this. And they, they're just, they destroyed that peaceful, loving environment. But we actually evolved to be a society like that. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, you tend to reflect what you're born in. You can't see outside that box, right? You're born in a violent, exploitative culture, dog eat dog, then yeah, people are gonna find it hard to understand <laughs> when, when somebody like me starts doing this stuff, they say, are you crazy? Are you suicidal? I said, no, I'm just doing the right thing. That's all it is. It is just the and right thing. Yes. You can do it too. Here's how you do it. We've laid out a whole path of how to do it. It's not the how, it's the lack of the inner determination. Well, and you, it's I think scary. It can, you know, it's scary but, because but we were raised. Only so far. Yeah, but we were raised in an yeah. environment, the doggy dog world. So we're, that's why people say, are you nuts? Because they know you're going to get eaten alive. And unless you can 
you have to fight against these people who will eat you alive if you're weak. You know, okay, that's what happened the to the that's what happened to the Indians, though, right? So they because they were peaceful and loving, and then they took advantage of them. Okay, but here's the thing: you say you're you know you're you're committing suicide if you do this. I'm 30 years later. I'm still here. Yes, they haven't sued me. They haven't sued me once because they know it's all true and they don't want to get this issue into a public court record. Uh, they just disparage and attack and blacklist and get everyone to hate and fear me. Okay. But that's a sign of their weakness. The reality is it's not even about fear because fear, the mechanism in the human brain and the psyche about fear is limited. Okay. It's just one reaction. Fear comes out of selfishness. You know, when you lose your worry about yourself and you're worried about the other, then you get courage. If you're always worried about what's, what's going to happen to me, then you're afraid. So it's about selfishness versus, you know, living for the higher purpose. And it's, it's interesting because reading people, uh, people's accounts of how they survived these rest schools or the death camps of Europe or wherever, it was the people who had a great love or they were living for a higher purpose um, that those are the ones who survived. Because you look outside your own worries about yourself. That's, we live in such a narcissistic culture, you know? Like, that's why I like being around my 94-year-old father, Bill, down in Florida, because he, he, he grew up in a generation of the Depression and the war, and it's, okay, we could die at any point. What the hell? You know, they have a very kind of laconic attitude. Um, you know, so we got to get back to that and just worry more about what's happening in the world than in my own personal life, right? That's exactly right. Well, it's uh, Naomi Wolf. I had an interview with her recently, and she says, we've already lived our lives. So uh, who cares what happens to us? And right. I, that's exactly right. We're fighting for people other than us. And I'm not going to stop because I, I've come to peace with that. I've come to peace with who knows what's going to happen to me, but I'm going to fight like hell. Yeah. And that's as you get old too, you know, you, you find that, um, I mean, I was 36 when this stuff started right? Yeah. and 66 now. And I think like, okay, what else can they do to me? Right. That's a great thing about old people, right? They've got a lot of memory and experience and they're kind of like, you know, what are they going to do to me now? They've done everything. They kill me. It doesn't matter. The truth is out there. Right. So they can't defeat people when they reach that point. Right. Like Martin Luther King said, when you lose your fear of death, nobody can beat you. That's right. You know, you're, you're unbeatable. And that's true. And I, I find more people reaching that point, but they're always kind of looking to the past and, and what they're familiar with. We're on a new road here. You know, we're, we're, we're laying the seats for a, a new society starting right here, but around us, we're doing this for our grandchildren, right? Yes, we are. And, but, you know, this is kind of at a whole nother level, what they're trying to do now, unless this has happened in the past and we just don't, because our history isn't well-documented they've hid a lot of things from us. So maybe there has been resets in the past, but what they're trying to do is mass slaughter, not just the Indian people. Cause I had an Indian woman on my show. She was just amazing. And we talked about the chipping of people and stuff. And she says, they're coming for you too. You're next. They're using the Indian people as a, what do you call it? Um, you know, it's a trial. They use Guinea Indian pigs. people as, yeah, guinea pigs, and then they're going to yep. do it to everybody else. And she's exactly right. And that's what we're seeing right now. Well, and, and they're exactly, going after the whole world. Go ahead. The Indian, well, the Indian Act in Canada has allowed any native since 1874, it's the law. If you're living on reservation, you cannot refuse medical treatment or injections where you go to jail. Well, they're rolling that now now for all of us. 
you had needed a special pass to get off the reservation, vaccine passport. They tried it out on all sorts of groups and it worked. And, everyone, and that's why I say, because nobody did anything about the genocide, now you're paying the price. It's, it's kind of a weird payback and blowback. And we brought it on ourselves by not taking seriously what's being done to our neighbors, right? Yeah, which is a very sad situation. Well, you know, the, the very serious nature of what's going on right now, the UN just said that um, 30, about 30% of the world, I wrote an article about this, 30% of the world are food insecure. And we have a serious, uh, you know, food crisis, which is manufactured. I mean, they're actually creating a manufactured food crisis. And we know food has always been a weapon of war throughout history. The difference, and maybe unless history has been hidden, there's been a reset before, but as far as we know, the difference is they're using this to kill, uh, I mean, we could really see, Kevin, 30% of the world die of starvation if we don't act. Well, it's inherent. Like, I mean, you know, when they burn corn in all the fields in Iowa, when they dump millions of gallons of milk down because they don't want the prices to go down, if you have a surplus, prices fall. You know, it's kind of a backward system we're in because plenty is bad for the owners because the prices drop. So they need to create scarcity to keep prices high. That's the way the economy works. So that can change. That's why we, we believe in a cooperative economic model in the Republic where people govern themselves locally and they, they gear the economy towards people's needs, not some artificial, you know, market that's controlled by people outside their community. So all of that change has to happen. I mean, it's happening. It's it's wired right into the economic system for that scarcity and suffering to happen. Right? Well, now but, they're but now they're taking advantage of it. Now they're right. triggering these issues to be able to starve out the weak. Right. That's oh, what yeah. they're and doing. Like, absolutely, and that's why China is grabbing the water and the hydroelectricity and the uranium and everything in in Canada because you know, they're, they know control of those vital resources and you control the whole ball of wax. So, I mean, again, it comes down to China's a rising power. America's going down. We got to unite to prevent that, right? Okay. Well, let's talk about the, you know, the, the depopulation agenda, because do you think the depopulation agenda, it, it, you know, the, the backdrop of that is we have too many people. And, and then they also claim that there is, I like the UN is saying, that there will be no, everyone will be fed, everyone will be happy. And it seems like their agenda is to kill off the weak so that they can actually meet that, that agenda. And I'm very serious about this. But the other side is if you kill off all these people all the week, then you have all these resources freed up for whatever they yeah. want it for. Well, and you look at the figures, like I wrote a, a book uh, called Memoirs of a Revolutionary. I look at the past 50 years of you know, the world, not just about me, but about the world and what's changed. And as it was a figure uh, from the Economist magazine from 10 years ago, it was like 2011. And they said 164 corporations run the world economy, 164, but they only employ one half of 1% of the workforce. So 99.5% of the workforce is now redundant. The system doesn't need people anymore. So what do you think they're going to do? It's exactly what you said. That's why depopulation has become an economic imperative of the system. They need to wipe people out. That's why they're all chipped now. That's with the, with the, 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 the fake public health crisis about COVID. They've all got their little chips in there and they can just 
show people up that way. And we all know that. Like the, it's that's been proven what they're doing. The, the what's lacking is the courage and the will to tear down that system and stop it before it kills us all off. Well, and and the thing, the difference between the um, Indians and us is that people didn't connect it to themselves and now we're the victim they always say you better stop this because they're coming for you next and that's exactly yeah. what's going on and you know it's 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 probably necessary for a, a society as murderous and screwed up as ours to come down the question is what are we going to replace yeah. it with we can only yeah, do it right. locally within our own families within our own community that's where we've got to unite at the grassroots because aiming too high i mean it's interesting sarah about over 80% of the people involved in a republic movement, they live in small towns or farming communities. They're not in cities. Most of the people in the cities are, are too wired out, they're too stressed out and confused by this electronic soup they're in to see clear. We've got to get out into the country. I say to everybody, get out of the city, take your kids out and just be in the country. Mother Earth and God, that's where we're replenished by our natural law as people, right? And um, did, did you know that the, the energy signal in the brain, it's a very low frequency, but it matches the energy signal from the earth. We oh, have, we're in so harmony cool. naturally. Yeah, and that's why, have you ever noticed, you go and lie down on the, on the earth somewhere for a while, after 20 minutes, you're fine. You, <laughs> you know, feel that, a lot or, better. You feel really calm and harmonized, right? And, and in, in touch with everything. And that's really the basis of indigenous spirituality. You stay close to your mother. I mean, when I was in Guatemala, I, I sat with these elders and they all took their shoes off and they put their feet on the ground. They said, this is how we pray. We get close to our mother, right? That natural truth, right? And it, the, the sound of children's um, laughter and running water and, and looking at a fire, it all stimulates endorphins in the brain, right? That feeling of contentment. That's because that's our natural relationship with the earth and our children. If we lose that, then we are little machines and there's no point talking about changing anything because we won't know how we won't want to, right? Well, and so you believe that they, cause they know what frequency affects us. Do you think, I think most people are clueless to it, but do you believe that's on purpose that they know oh, yeah. that? Yeah. And that getting out into the rural communities, you're right. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, and you yeah. think that people, um, we could reclaim what we are doing just by getting out into nature. Yeah. I went out the other day. I was kind of stressed out about everything going on. I found this beautiful lake. There was nobody there, a little waterfall going to the lake. I swam there. I was just joy filled, right. After just swimming in the water and remember how you were as a child, right. Before a lot of stuff happened in your life, that natural joy. I remember just being open and happy with everybody. My daughters were that way. Right. Yeah, God, childhood um, is a special wonderful. magical time. It is, and that's what they what's most endangered. And if you destroy that, you destroy the human race, right? Yeah, well, they tried to do that with COVID. They shut off these children. That's why there's psychological problems because they didn't give them that time to be children. I know it's horrible. it is. Yeah. But their parents should get their kids out if they care about them at all. Just get them out of the system. You know, don't register them at birth, nothing that'll tie them in that's right get them out of the system because all it's doing is sucking their soul and then they yeah. come out of it just dead zombies i mean it's, yeah. they really yeah. do and that's what we're watching the problem is the zombies don't know to not make their children zombies <laughs> i mean that's kind I know. of you know we're well, dealing in that article 
Go ahead. When the article I sent you uh, with the link, it's up online now, republicofcanada.org under breaking news. You can see it, but right at the top, I got two images. One is the bone of a child we found at the Mohawk residential school we excavated. And next to the bone of the child is a little girl. She's being held by her mother and a, some idiot is shoving a needle in the arm of the girl, little girl and she's looking with fear. You know, it, it's so such a heartrending picture because it's the same genocide happening to that kid who was in the ground and now this little girl, it's the same beast doing it to them. Well, and now they're doing it to everyone, yeah. to literally everyone. Yeah. So we, it, what she said to me about six years ago is Sarah, they're coming for you too. We're just the first, we're just the guinea pigs that yeah. they're testing it on. Yeah. And what she said was absolutely true because they're doing it now. And so fighting for the, the weak is very important because if you don't fight for the weak, they're coming for you next. Well, and, and yes, and that requires us getting in touch with that child in here. And I know that's a, a cliche often, get in touch with your inner child. But, but I've, I've found that that innocence and that clarity and this, the way to naturally be with one another never dies. It's always within us. But often it requires a big shock to us because we're so numbed. You need a shock to wake up. The shock for me was, you know, losing my family and, and how it became easier and easier for me to do this work is I was in touch more with that vital identity I have, the vital me, right? The God created Kevin, who That's has right. no name, right? Um, and I wasn't afraid. I've never been afraid of this stuff because I'm more determined than afraid. And I think we're all, we can all be like that, right? And that's why it's, I talk about all the, my whole experience because it shows people how it's possible, right? Well, the alternative is not acceptable. The alternative is the only thing I can relate it to is Nazi Germany, the, the movies about the Auschwitz and stuff. That's what we're dealing with. And if you think that's acceptable, then keep going. Otherwise you got to fight it. And I don't think um, not fighting it is an option. No, that's true. We're, we're at a crossroads and that's a good thing. And, and I actually think that the, uh, the people doing these crimes who, by the way, we're, we're part of, we help create the system. Yes, we did. It isn't just them doing it to us, but we can take that back. Once you're aware of your own responsibility for something, you can reclaim it, right? Instead of the victim who says, oh, look at the stuff being done to me. Well, no, you're also doing it yourself. You've invited it in to some degree, but, but that system that's doing it to us, they're really quite in a panic mode because why would they do this to so many people? All that's doing is creating massive opposition to their system. That's right. Usually, Usually they just target like native people, boom, experiment on them, target whistleblowers and wipe them out. But now they're going after everybody. And that gives us a tremendous opportunity to unite people to say, look, look at what we're part of. Now wake up and act right now. You can act because you've reclaimed your mind and your heart. Right. Well, they, they're doing their last act. I mean, they're going after all of us. They're exposing themselves. But the, like you said, you have to fight back, but it's a culture. We have to create a culture. It takes, it just, right. it can't be just us. You no. have, we have to have the numbers in order for it to change. And they're getting scared because the numbers are coming, right? That's what we're seeing. Numbers are important, but don't forget, they, numbers isn't what changes things. It's hard. It's like Sun Tzu's in the, Sun Tzu in the Art of War says, you never defeat a bigger enemy with your numbers but by outthinking them. And how many of us did it take to expose genocide in Canada? Two dozen. We just yeah, but, didn't give up. You know? but, 
Well, no, I know we can't give up, but what I'm saying is the culture needs, in order to create the world that we want, the culture needs to change and their hearts and minds need to change. And if we have enough people who have a heart and mind of kindness and goodness and the thing and, and shed yeah. this evil, things will change. Right. But I think there's enough of us making enough of a difference that yeah. they're scared. Yeah, yeah, because they know, even if a lot of people don't know, that you don't need a lot of people to change things. That critical mass of 5 to 7%. Which we're close to. Once they start moving, it, it things change. It's the 100th monkey phenomenon, right? We're close um, to that. Right. So that's the numbers yeah. I'm talking about. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, the bigger people, bigger number of people will not change until things really collapse. And then they say they have to. That tends to be what happens in history with people. They kind of wait till the very last minute, hold on to what you have. And then, OK, now that you've got something else working, we'll join that. So it, that means that minority to create that alternative. That's why we do assemblies and common law courts to show, yeah, you can get out of the system. Right. So the, the system is collapsing, it's obvious. And it is about, we still have to fight to make sure it collapses. We have to still have to fight to make sure the things that we need to have goes well yeah. within the system. But at the same time, we have to think about creating alternatives that are much better. We have to do both because we can't allow them to be successful. At the same time, we have to create an alternative that's much better. That's been our focus for many years now to say, that's why Kanata came about because they said, we can't be part of this old system. It's convicted, criminal, genocidal. Get out now and join, join the Republic. And I'm in America, reclaim the Republic, right? <laughs> that's right. And that's where I struggle with um, redefining, reclaiming, whatever. We have a little different situation going on here where there is still some life of the existing Republic, but yet it's been co-opted in many ways. So uh, we, we have some, it's not clear. It's, it's almost easier in Canada because it's so clear that that has to be totally overturned. Here, we, we, do we start over or do we clean up some of what's here or what? But um, a lot of people think we got to completely just get rid of it and have our republics just like you're talking about. But other people are like, no, let's fix it within the system because there's still life here. And so that could be worse almost than just starting from scratch. Well, it's like touching the elephant from different angles, right? With the blindfold on. People yeah. are coming at this from different, and, and it's not like one is right and one is wrong. Uh, I never tell people what to do. I say, you know your situation best, but go from certain basic principles of people have the right to govern themselves and remove any government that's not serving them. But don't think along party lines. Exactly. Both parties are part are part and parcel of this whole corporate system. Unite at the grassroots with a new definition. Don't even call yourself Democrats and Republicans. In America, and it's enough of a, a label to carry, right? Well, and, Democrats, uh, Republicans is poison. It's absolutely poison. And I know yeah. a lot of people who think that uh, Tucker Carlson, for example, is fighting for the cause. And he says so many great things that I want to believe in too. But all he's do doing is stirring up hatred for half the country. And that right. you, you can believe a lot of things he says, but drop the hatred and let's figure out how to unite. There was a really great American called Eugene Debs and he was part of the populist party around early part of the 20th century. It united farmers and workers and small shop owners, a real people's movement, right? Like we need now outside the big money parties, right? Yep, yep. And uh, Eugene Debs went to jail and from jail, he ran for U.S. president and he got like three million votes from inside a jail cell. It was <laughs> but, yeah. but he said, 
I would not be a Moses to lead you into the promised land because if I could lead you out in, I could lead you out again. Right. So in other words, be, be your own leader. Don't follow That's the right. charismatic figure. Right. That's right. And we, we want that charismatic figure, but that's not, we have to be our own leaders. And I've been trying to say this, we are the consciousness of Christ. If Christ is coming back, it's through us. That's what I believe. People, go ahead. That's how America is, what you just said, before the American Revolution, about 30 years before, there was a thing called the Great Awakening in America. And that's why you got so many Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians all over the South, especially and in the middle states, because they said, we don't want these churches, we don't want bishops, we don't want popes, we don't want kings. We can, in our own congregations, experience Christ, because he won't come back until we're godly people. Yes. Uh, and out of them, a lot of those people went on to lead the American Revolution, because at, at that inner rejuvenation first preceded the political struggle and the, the Declaration of Independence. So we need the same thing now. We need a spiritual revival based on our own direct relationship. The Christ, that's right. you know, to, and, and that's why so many people are getting out of these false criminal churches, right? That's right. It's just a control structure for your mind. And you need to understand that it starts with you internally. And if Christ comes, if we have enough of us that have that Christ inside of us, yeah. he won't even really need to come back because we'll change it on our own. Well, he is present with us inside that that's well, all through yes. the scripture you find that you say but, what you do to the, what you do to the least of my people you do to me you know like he's he's present in that that was really the whole message of my sermons mean, a, at Port Alberta, but, right? but what i was saying is it's like you don't need yeah. a person a christ person no. to come back because no. he's back through us is what i meant i didn't say it right no no i, I get no you're right I, i'm agreeing <laughs> with you okay fact, well, this I is what i used to say. It right Go ahead. No, this is like one of my sermons 30 years ago in Port Alberni. I would say exactly that. Then I'd open the pulpit and ask people to come up and share their experience of that. That's how we first found when the native people, they went, oh, great, I can speak. And they got up and started talking about the massacre down the road in the residential school. Open pulpit. That's what first brought out this whole truth. That's right. You know, And that's what we got to do. Yeah. And then you stayed with your integrity of what you were there for. And everything else fell around you, but you didn't waver. And that's why I love your, your life. I mean, you're, you're an example of that. That's why I think you're more, you have God inside you. You have something else inside you that's guiding you that you probably don't even really realize because that courage is, um, is not normal for some reason, but you didn't waver from what you just, you said, this is what I'm going to be. And I have to be this. And then when all this stuff happened around you, you didn't waver. Others did, but you didn't. Well, that's why, you know, the church, when they went to my wife, Anne, and paid for divorce and got her to leave and everything, um, they knew that I couldn't be bought. They didn't even bother trying to buy me. They knew, I used to joke. It's a waste of time. You know, I, I kind of, they've never tried to buy me. Like, what's wrong here? Like, aren't I worthy of an attempt yeah, to be bought? But no, they knew, they knew that I wouldn't. And so at that point, what you do is you just destroy the person. You isolate them, you marginalize them, you smear. But it's like, after a while, I often say a smear campaign helps you because people say, well, this guy's still around after 20 years. He's got to be legit. I mean, he's not, you know, like what's going on here, right? So they don't, they need to do a slam dunk on people who they don't like, but if it doesn't work, they then just get people to forget about you. And unfortunately, with the internet. You. Yeah, well. Um, That's what I'm experiencing. Internet, 
Go ahead. Well, with the internet, it, it's very easy to do that now to, because everybody, and this is the horrible thing, everyone's view of the world is right here. And they, guess who controls the internet? I right? know. That's, uh, that, that's our lawsuit. That's, yep. Because it's, it's they, strange. Yeah. They, they would rather, what they want to do is black hole you. They don't want to have a single article about the people, the people who are in the front of the movement, who they don't want people to listen to, they don't want any coverage of. They want, they want you completely blacked out. Right. And, and so, uh, you know, three, on three occasions, Hollywood agents have come to me to script my story into a film. As a matter of fact, Oliver Stone's company was interested in doing that. I met with him in Berkeley, not with Oliver Stone, but his assistant. Sure, they were yeah. going to do it. They, they thought this is an amazing story. Look what you've done. And each time turned right off. Never heard from them again. Just cut off like that. Every oh, time. Yeah, because it's too dangerous. I mean, this is exactly what they don't want out there. You have to be put into an absolute black hole. The best, the best way to combat political rivals is to ignore them. Right. Or, to bury them. or you turn them into a religion, right? You know, because when you worship, like Christ, everything he said, when you read scripture, everything he said was always on the side of the underdog, always saying like, overthrow these authorities. God is your ruler, not man, right? And yet they turn that into a cultic figure who people believe he's going to save me. It's like when you turn somebody into a cult, you don't have to take them seriously and what they said. And he said, it's within you. You're all supposed to be doing what I'm doing, right? And and they're waiting for somebody else to save them instead of realizing that it's you. You have to do it. That's what he was trying to teach you. So I always okay. call him my brother. I, I, you know, people said people would say to me, "Is he your lord?" And I said, "No, I don't believe in lords. He's my brother. He's you know, as a matter of fact, in the Bible, he's referred to Christ as the first fruits of a new race of people. We're all to be like that. That's the new birth coming about." The kingdom of heaven. Isn't that what he yep. said too? Isn't it what he said? I'm not yeah. God. I'm I'm a son yeah. of God, and right. so are you. It, it says that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but John says something different. It's written a hundred years later, and uh, there's a whole reason about. But but the original writings and sayings of Jesus are all about the kingdom of heaven. It's not about me being the son of God. It's about all of us creating, stepping into this new yes. world called the kingdom of heaven. That's right. Well, thank you. I just, <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> well, thank you. I just love this conversation. I always love having a great conversation with you. This is really wonderful. And I know the listeners love it too. So thank you so much. Okay. So how do people support you, follow you and all those things? Give us your, your thing. Well, murderbydecree.com has all my books. There's 20 of them now. Um, this whole story and everything. Um, and republicofkanata.org. Uh, look on there under breaking news and that to be updated. Write to me, angelfire101 at protonmail.com. And when fall comes around again, I'm on speaking tour. I'm on, I go around and help people organize local assemblies and keep this whole history alive. And uh, there'll be more coming up. So write to me and I'll keep you posted, sir. Yeah, you are so great. Thank you so much for living your life the way with integrity. That's what we need. We need a lot more people like you. Like we said, this is what this whole conversation is about is live your life with courage and integrity. Well, it, it, it feels good when you're doing the right thing and, and, it, and it expands us. And so I urge everyone to do it. <laughs>